The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Okay, you hear the mic, you hear my voice in that mic, of course. That means it's time for me to start my show, which is Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I'm a little bit confused here because I, I think the NC2A is confused too, and I didn't want to go right off into that, but I was distracted just just reading some of the things that have been printed um, about the NC2A. For some reason or another, I believe that the, the world has evolved and it has uh, moved on way beyond uh, those who are stuck in time. I think that's what it is. I think they're stuck in a time zone at the NC2A, and they just can't get it together. But uh, there's just too many people that are falling victim to a system that's broken, it needs to be changed, and I'm hopefully that one day uh, we'll change that. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about that, so I don't want to go into that right away, but of course uh, there are some things that I do want to talk about because I probably won't spend as much time about them, and that is because, I, I'm, I'm going to say this honestly, I don't feel that my level of expertise is enough that I should spend a lot of time on these things that I am going to talk about. But first I want to welcome have a friend in the studio with me again for a second or maybe even perhaps maybe a third time, uh, Chad Falls. And Chad is, of course, from uh, Cross Media Works. Chad, how are you today? Doing great, sir. How about yourself? Uh, wonderful, wonderful. It's a great day in the Valley. It's always a great day here in Arizona. We're surviving. I, I yeah, I just can't think. I mean, uh, we haven't hit triple digits. I think maybe once we surpass triple digits, but it hasn't been consistently in the 100s as of yet. Thank goodness. Yeah, because it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> it's, it's we know it's coming. It's one of those things that, uh, that we can look forward to. And uh, you can always go inside and turn the air on. So it's, it's not that bad. I'm not going to say 110 or 107 or 6 or 5 or 4 or 3. It's hot as hell. So <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, uh, lead people to believe that it's not hot, but it is hot. But it is, listen, it's hot in sports right now, Chad. I, I don't care uh, there's so many subjects to touch on, and whether it's uh, what's going on in the NFL, which perhaps maybe it may be an abbreviated system now, I mean uh, season now, that perhaps maybe the NFL is uh, preparing itself for. I doubt that that's a scare tactic. I think that is somewhat of a reality. 
I'm scared because, of course, it's near and dear to my heart. The Pro Football Hall of Fame game is played annually. It's the kickoff to the season. It's the induction ceremony and the tribute paid to the greatest football players that have ever played the game. And that's a damn good group of guys that's going in this year, as it always is. And one of my favorites of all time, of course, is the man who lets you know what time it is. And that's prime time who is going to be a part of that uh, that class that that may go. And you and I have talked about this before when you were here. I would think now, we're talking about $9 billion. Uh, that's the pot of which you're talking about splitting. And those were last year's revenues. This year's revenues perhaps maybe could exceed that. But again, those revenues will be proportionally cut in terms of revenue to the players and, and to the teams if indeed that those who are sponsoring these games and supporting in, ter- in terms of advertising, if they don't get the amount of time of which was negotiated in their contract, they're going to get a prorated amount of money too. So probably not going to be $9 billion this year that's going to be – because if this is going to be an abbreviated season, and now – and I say that because this is a danger zone. I mean, the generation of which I played in, we reported to training camp – around July 15th. We didn't have, you know, we started at the latter part of my career having all OTAs and, and we called them voluntary, mandatory mini camps. <laughs> we, you know, we had those things, but now there are scheduled OTAs of which now they're going to have to forego because it's in the month of June. This is usually the month that the coaches get a chance to take a break and spend time with their families before they go into, I mean, full speed, no breaks, no time home at midnights, you know, Absentee fathers, you know that type of thing. Is there uh, a D day, a drop well, dead, yeah, dead well, day? Think about it. I, I would say D day was probably sometime last month. Oh wow! When you get into the month of of June, at least for the modern day era of pro football, you know we've passed D day because there's no OTAs. You don't have OTAs in June. June is the vacation month for pretty much everybody. The players too. It's the last vacation you take, and then you get to serious work because July you really want to get serious because you're going into training camp and 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 at the end of July, you know, middle to end of July is when you're scheduled to come into minicamp because you start preseason games in August, right. and, and 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 that first weekend of August is the Hall of Fame game, and so now what's going to happen, you know, D Day, what D Days is coming real soon, and there's going to be a press release because. Either they're going to cancel that Hall of Fame game and the entire festivities, which to my little hometown is going to that's going to be devastating because that's a lot of money that comes through there during that time. And and that's what these games are all about. It's, it's the economic impact that they have on these cities that have to be taken in consideration. And so right now and I tell you what, I'm, I'm probably going to put in a call to. Uh, Steve Perry over there at Pro Football Hall of Fame, who's the executive director, uh, a fraternity brother of mine and a friend, <laughs> and uh, probably call them and find out what's going on. Because uh, I'm sure you're aware of the fact of the economic impact, and we talked about this before, that cities anticipate and expect to come into their cities during football season. And, and when you take those away, it, it's got to be somewhat devastating. It helps everybody from the local uh, grocer to the local restaurant, the local bar. You know, that that's millions of dollars that these people can't afford to lose, especially in this e- economy right now. And, you know, when we, when we talk about – here's what people don't understand. When we talk about $9 billion, 
that nine billion dollars again that's revenue that it, that goes from one pocket to another pocket you know if it goes into the player's pocket to the owner's pockets first to the player's pockets the players now put that money back into the economy you know and 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 that's just that is the revenue that's paid to those teams that nine billion dollars does not at, at all identify with the numbers in terms of dollars that come through restaurants that right. come, you know, that number. I, I, so I would, I'm wondering what that, what the real number is a $9 billion. That's just the, that's the money of the players and the owners. That's not the money that's generated out in, you know, restaurants and hotels and bars. In reality. In reality. Yeah, in reality. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we don't even want to talk about gambling, you know. Right. Somebody's, you know. And so, wow. When we look at this, the economy is already struggling. You know, how much of an impact can we say that that football truly is going to have? Now, one thing you understand now, if they don't give the $9 billion, that's corporate America. If corporate America... Um, let, let's say the TV money. If the TV money, I'm throwing a number around. I don't know for sure. I could find out, but I don't know for sure. Let's say if the TV contracts this year is a billion or two billion. If it's two billion that they don't have to pay, that means they they keep a port that whatever it is is prorated. They'll keep some of it because they were trying to get a four billion dollar payment, I believe. So let's say it's four. They were trying to get a four billion dollar prepayment against the TV contracts, and when the court stopped and said no. So if they don't pay that $4 billion to the NFL because, again, it's going to be prorated, that means that they keep, the, they keep some of that money. But for them, if the, keeping the money is not going to help them because it's the programming that they're looking to have, mm -hmm. and they're going to match the advertising up to that programming. So does that mean if they don't have a football game to show and you got to – Throw in there, you know. It's going to be who, a lot of who we, loves Bobby instead of a football. It's going to be game. worse than that. It's going to be paid programming because they're going to try to make that money back. So it's the infomercials of the world, the P90X that you'll see, the Your Baby Can Reads, the Hooked on Phonics, everywhere. And 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 in a, in a case like this, when there's, I mean, a game's a three-hour game, and then you got another three-hour game that backs that up. That's six hours of programming. Where do you find six hours of programming in this short? I mean, because right now they're waiting; they they don't know. But where does what do the networks find six hours of programming it's to replace an NFL game? It won't come from, uh, at least in my opinion, from the networks themselves. It'll come from each of our own local affiliates. So the local Fox affiliate you know, across the United States in your hometown is going to be responsible for filling that time and generating some revenue from it. So it could be reruns of syndicated programming that you've seen 10, and, 20 and, times or a movie or wow. probably paid programming. Now, if the scheduling based upon – I mean every year it seems like the TV – uh, networks always announce their schedule. And I don't know when they do that, but at some point in time of the year, they let you know what the new programming is yep, going to be. they just finished be. it. They called the Upfronts. Okay, the Upfronts. Okay, so if they've just finished, has that been released yet? Yep, but it's typically only primetime programming, so it's only the stuff from Well, football here. games are primetime. Well, you know, those are Sunday, day, and, you know, afternoon, okay. and then maybe into the, if they get the second game. Mm -hmm. Or here in town in Phoenix, you know, we get the morning game at 10. That's right. And then the afternoon game. Right. Uh, NBC will have a primetime, or ESPN. But most of this stuff at the upfronts is all their bread and butter, their primetime, 7, 7 p.m. till 10 p.m. here in town, or 8 to 11 on the coasts, where it's the new Friends or the new Seinfeld and, and that type of programming. Where well, they're going after all their advertisers. I, I'll tell you what, it's, it's going to make it, you know, so, it's going to be very, very, very interesting. Uh, I, I think I got a break coming up here. Not yet. 
I say not yet because <laughs> last week <laughs> it was a little premature break on my part. Uh, but I'm sure they'll let me know how many minutes here we have be, be, before I go to break here. You know, the but, local affiliates make a ton of money off of the football and, and all their sports programming. So what they're going to do is, you know, each of the local sponsors here in town or across the country, the car dealers, the banks, the restaurants, the economic impacts, just unbelievable. It hurts everybody. Is that right? Now, but, but, but see, it'll hurt them. But at the same time, if the games are shown, that'll help them, correct? Oh, definitely. Okay, so the, so the games will help. If the games are not played, it's, it's going to hurt. And it's only going to hurt because, again, it's, the eyeballs will go away. Right. Am I correct? The, because the advertising time is not worth as much money to them. Yeah, and, and but will they, will they sell it at the same rate? It won't be. They'll try, but they probably won't get the, it. Because, they'll try to sell it at the same rate. <laughs> well, maybe not the same. Yes. But they're going to try to get as much money as they can for it, but probably nothing will compete against especially here in in Arizona if 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 the cardinals are on and and the rating and share is 10 or 20 meaning that a lot of folks are watching them yes. it's worth a lot more to an advertiser than if another rerun of Seinfeld is on yes. that gets a rating maybe of a 1 or a 2 and, and this is important because again I want some people to understand that the economic impact and and how it actually affects of different industries now again if it's a, if it's Seinfeld so if it's Seinfeld and and all of a sudden now some space becomes available. Are you telling me that, you know, Pepsi, who thought they were going to be running ads because the game was going to be on, it, they don't have first right of refusal? Their commercials don't automatically fit right into Seinfeld? I don't think so. They're going to have a chance maybe, and the TV station or the network will give it the, paint it the most rosy picture to get them to want that time. But at the end of the day, uh, Pepsi may say, well, I'll take a little of that. But you're going to have to give me a lot more because, again, it's just not worth it to me as the advertiser because you have a tenth of the eyeballs, if you're lucky, watching that program. And, and again, I, you know, I think perhaps maybe what people don't get a chance to, to talk about a lot is, is the business of sports. It's, it's not just about the game. The, the, there's a lot of moving parts that are, are part of this thing called football, you know, a football game. And and that's this is where the nine billion dollars comes from. You know, everybody wants to know, well, well, where the hell is that money coming from? <laughs> you know, who's paying that nine billion dollars? And, and how important is it for for them to have a football season? So so what we're probably um, in a position right now to say that those sponsors want football. They need football. They want football. Yet there's nothing that compares. Again, Not, from a from a. From a viewer standpoint, from a knowing, unless you're American Idol or a show like that that's getting tremendous ratings, but in sports world, there's nothing like it. Okay, you heard it. That's from a man who's in the business of advertising because we're going to kind of find our way over to, let's say, another component of football at a lower level. Probably makes the same kind of money, but the players don't get paid. So we're going to talk about a little bit about college football and all these people who are resigning and losing jobs all because of football. Yeah, f- football. Not practice, but football. I hear music. We got to take a break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And I'll be right back after this break. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a 9-horse field, but really there are 7 donkeys and 2 zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I just found out that my man Chad got rhythm. <laughs> the music got to him, and when the music gets to you, you just can't stop. It just comes right out of you. So Chad I apologize. Got, Chad's got some rhythm. No, that's all right, man. It's uh, rhythm. I like that. Cross-media works. Got somebody with some rhythm. Okay, listen, Chad. Okay, let me just stay where we were at. I just, you know, went a little bit from the NFL and this business of sports and, and its money and its advertisers. And listen, for all of you out there in this world, why is it that you don't want to accept it? That college sports is about big business. Come on, let's let's be honest. If it looks like a duck and it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's a damn duck. Okay. It's business. I know it's business. I was told directly it's business. Okay, let me just say that. I won't tell you who until a later date. Stay stay tuned. I'm going to tell you who at one time. But it's business. It's big, 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 big business. And so here's, here's my problem. You got a guy like Coach Trestle. You got a guy like Pete Carroll. You got a guy like Wayne Tiffin. I guess that's his first name. And now you got a guy like Mike Hamilton, you know, all these men are either resigning or being fired, but they're losing some very high profile jobs as a result of, you know, I guess you want to say, you know, bad discretion on the part of its players, because the things that these men have have done as a result of their, their reactions, they, they didn't take the initial actions. They didn't do anything wrong, I don't believe, themselves. But when there was 
an action that was taken, their reaction to that action was illegal. So, so if that action, which was started and it was initiated by some players, if those things didn't happen, these guys don't ever find themselves in a position. But so I asked that to say is that, you know, if it's a player getting paid, if he's getting a house, he's getting a car, whatever he's getting, if he's getting tattoos, whatever he's getting, if it's somebody who needs money to go to a funeral, whatever he's getting, if it's some, you know, he's getting a filet mignon instead of, you know, uh, a hamburger. Okay. Is it the player? Is it the coaches? It's is the it the program? I agree, Chad. You hit it. I've always said it's the system, and there's t- and here's the thing about it. It's like everybody's morals are being compromised. All these people are not bad people. You know what I mean? And all these people come from different walks of life too, but they're they're all being made out to be morally corrupt people because of a corrupt system. And so this NC2A now, who's now going to make everybody else out to be the bad guy except themselves, they don't want to look at their system and say, you got a system here that nobody can live up. you got Bob Knight who's saying this is idiotic. You know, Bobby Knight, you know, shout out to another Buckeye, you know, born and bred at The Ohio State University. (laughs) You know, we just couldn't have Bobby and Woody there at the same time. But listen. Bobby's saying it's idiotic, too. Now, come on. you got some coaches that you got to stop. And there's a lot of players out there. I'm not the only person that listens to myself. Many of my friends out there listen to my shows, and they listen to other people's shows. It's not the fact that it's my show that I'm, I'm trying to make my point. My point is, damn it, step up, and you tell the truth, too. Just make it the third party to protect the innocent. Okay, don't mention names. Don't tell the, you know, the real names. But examples, you know, it's one thing about money looks like money. So when you see bling, you see nice clothes, you, you see nice shoes, you know, you, you see good food. The cars. You know, nice cars that take a lot of gas. Okay, that's money. Okay, I don't care how you want to dress up, that's money. So you've seen it in the past and you see it today. And so let's just, let's all be honest and let's step up and change the system because I don't think the players are at fault. I don't think the coaches are at fault. I don't think the program is that at fault? I, I think it's the system, and the system is the NC2A. So now the NC2A, I think the federal government wants to take a look at them because perhaps maybe there's something about this system that you have in place that, again, when you get all these people of character who have been go- able to go into these homes and convince these parents to send their children to these universities, and now you're going to tell them that these guys are morally corrupt. You know, there's just something wrong with that. So, so in your mind, Chad, when you look at it again, you, you it's okay when you guys work with the NFL and you do your advertising and stuff like that. You know, but it's also these big schools, who again, the NC2A, the BCS championship. You, you get there's a lot of money out there to run those commercials on those TV channels doing the BCS. I think, and the naming rights and all that. You know, Tostitos and all. There's a lot of money now. Realistically, can you really do you really look at it and you think, oh, that's not business <laughs> when you guys go in to make a deal with them? Isn't that business? So why is it in your mind? Do you think that the colleges and university want they want to say that college sports is not business? Why do they want to? Say, well, how can they possibly try to justify that? The NC2A, how can you possibly try to justify when you're doing huge? What's the difference in the deal that they're doing with college sports? As opposed to if you're trying to get the, the NFC games or the AFC games. what? Please tell me, what is the difference and when you negotiate a deal like that? I don't even know the number difference. But 
It's a little. I mean, they're not. I, less, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying the money. Big I, business. Let's, let's forget about them. I'm not even saying that they're talking about a four billion dollar deal because I think one of the one of the conferences just signed up. The Pac-12. A big uh, was a billion, billion more than a billion. It was a couple, quite a few billion. Okay, so is that not a business deal? What is the difference? Please tell me. We have me. to remember these are just kids, and it's college, and they're getting a scholarship, and they're getting a great education. At least that's what we're told, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's. I think that's how they keep saying, uh, you know, the NCTA is doing their their thing, and they just worry about all this other stuff and kind of sweep it under the rug and take all that money and divide it up between the schools and. It should make everybody else better. But it's corporate. But at the end of the day, but, but it's corporate America. When corporate America is involved, and you come straight out of corporate America, and when you look at it, and it's like you guys are the bad guys because you're bringing all the money into the deal. See, if there's no money, then there's no corruption. You know, all they say is follow the money, and you'll, you'll, you know, you. <laughs> that's the devil's in the details. You know, so. If the money's not there, it's not a real it's not a real big deal. But the money only goes there where more money can be made. I mean, ultimately, this is all about it's all about money. So, but I don't understand why can't it just be identified as a business? I mean, there are why not just have a for profit component to this structure and call it college sports and let it be it's business. That's a great point. I. I wish I had the answer because we need to fix the system. There's too many of these problems that we don't even know about. And, and you know what really bothers me? Okay, now, when you've got a guy who typically does something and he compromises, let's say, himself, but when there are products that are associated with that person, then what they do is they step up and they yank away their endorsements. Okay, so let me ask you something. I, I don't want money to go, leave my university. Believe me, no, I want all the money to stay there in Columbus, Ohio. But see, that's the part where you see. Okay, what? There's a different standard here now. Wait a second. A guy who did something wrong, you know, but you know, the money's not running. They're, they're not, you know, that maybe they're making that person resign, but still, the, the university they're trying to say if the university's at fault, then how does the university get punished? And, and the reason why I say this is because this, sometimes you take some things away, but you don't take everything away. USC, you're going to take away a national championship. Terrible. Now, why are you taking away the national championship? Are you taking away the money? You're just taking away the trophy. And, and the see, prestige. Well, you think you're Ooh. taking away the prestige, but no, there's a lot of people that are still going to go to the <laughs> University of Southern California because there's a lot of sunshine out there and a lot of movie stars, you know. And, and the prestige is still there because even in Hollywood – a bad guy, just ask Charlie Sheen, a bad guy still gets a lot of publicity, <laughs> you know, so you might get a TV show out of it. But I just feel bad for the other kids. You know, if, if these improper benefits were there, okay, did Reggie Bush do something? Maybe, maybe not. But now every other player on that team who won a championship and helped that team go undefeated and helped beat Oklahoma in the national championship game, all of a sudden it's stripped from them as well. Do they get their, do they have to uh, give their rings back? That's a great question. I was, I was going to ask you the same thing. No, they're not going to give their rings back. And let me tell you this. I'll give you an example. Okay. If you play in a football game and you, Jay, you play sports, but let's just talk about that USC Oklahoma game. That guy who played for Oklahoma, who got his ass kicked that day, <laughs> he still got his ass kicked. Okay. Right, when, sure. when, 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 when the, when the game was over with, you know, USD was still celebrating. So you can try to take all that back on paper, yeah, but we always talk about it. On paper, it looks like this, but the reality of, hey, 
They won the game. And, 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 and listen, when you start this, you open up a Pandora's box. You just might as well open it up. How far do you go back? Did you see the Auburn coach from that year, uh, the guy that's at uh, Texas Tech right now, I believe? Now he wants a national he championship. Wants, he thinks they should, since they were the third in the rankings that year, they should bump up and, and be crowned. How do you do that? Vince Young was it? No, was it was it Vince Young who was the quarterback at uh, Texas at that time? Vince doesn't want. He doesn't want that national championship. I mean, really, what you want to do is you want to win it on the football field. You want to win it on the baseball field. You want to win it on the basketball court. You know, you don't want it. Ah, that's not going to work. Who, that, that that just doesn't work like that. And that's why I really don't understand. It was you should put an asterisk there, perhaps maybe, but taking back a trophy. What are you going to do with it? I felt the same way about the Heisman when they took away Reggie Bush's. He still was on the field doing what he did best. The house, I'm, okay, let me just take this back. Now, if I was homeless, perhaps maybe I could not have performed as well as I could if I was living in luxury. <laughs> I'd probably sleep better living in luxury than I did if I was homeless. But the fact of the matter is, if I was homeless or not, and I'm, being, I'm taking it to the extreme, it was what I did on the football field. Correct. And so, listen, Reggie's house had nothing to do with Reggie put the moves on corner safety, breaking knees, breaking ankles, had nothing to do with that. And so in that particular case, yeah, what he did, again, he compromised himself in the university by Correct. taking something of financial gain. But, again, that was not – the house was not one of the audibles on the football <laughs> field, okay? Do you want a house, Reggie? No, that was not an audible. So – you know, when we, Ohio State, played them out there, hey, we we didn't do our thing. So if you, so if you can't beat USC on the football field, and, and listen, this, we're not talking about steroids. Maybe it was money steroids. <laughs> you know, it was instead of somebody getting, you know, $200, somebody got, you know, $750,000. <laughs> but come on, I, I just don't, I don't agree with that either. I, I think there's a problem there. So I have a question for you, kind of off, off the topic. But if we figure out the system, and they decide to, to change it to a business, and all this money comes into the Ohio State University. How do you figure out what to give the players? They've already figured that out. I, I, I've, I've said this many times to a lot of people, and I'll say it again here on the air. When the NFL goes to training camp, okay, there is a alignment who is a second-year veteran who has uh, been on the team for one season, and that's it. And now he's about to go into his second season, in the preseason. But he is an NFL veteran. Tom Brady has won two Super Bowls, three Super Bowls, uh, makes millions of dollars. He and that veteran take home a check during preseason for the same amount. Hmm. See, the system's already out there. Oh, you got to think about it, too. Now, when, when, when kids go on the road of a football game and they miss school on Friday and, and they get on the planes and when they get to the hotel and they walk in the hotel room, before they go, they pick up their key. And in the envelope, there's a per diem in there. Right. Okay. Sure. So you just increase the the system is there. They know how to do. They know how to, they know how to make it work. So you do know? blue chip recruits, five star recruits, get the same thing? Tom as Brady gets the same thing as that second year guy. So every, but I want you to come to my school. Am I going to give you something in addition? No, no. The fact of the matter is, this: it's the program and the tradition. That's why people are still going to go to USC. Sure. That's why people are still going to go to the Ohio State University. That's why people still go to that school up north. Because they want to play. That's why people still go to the U. That's why they still go to Notre Dame. Because if they're winning or not, the tradition is such that you want to be a part of that program because you can believe, you believe you will turn that program around. You'll be the team. I mean, I remember when I was in school, I think Colorado had the longest losing streak in the history. Next thing you know, Colorado is 
damn near playing for a national championship. <laughs> Whoever thought that would happen? You know, so, no, I think these programs and the rich tradition that they have, you know, I think that, you know, like uh, John Madden said, he thinks that in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, that the bust come alive and they talk to each other. These programs, when you go and you look on the wall, you want to be a piece of that history. You want to be a part of that. So, hey, if, if they're going to give us a decent amount of money while we're here at this university and we're going to play football. And here's something else I think people fail to realize. The impact of television. It's changed there's, everything. There's, there's nothing greater than this, to know that your family is sitting around gathering watching you play on television. And you love for them to be in the stands, but to know that your name is being – oh, that's powerful. That's very powerful. I think i got to take a break again. You know, we got to do that. But, no, I do not think it's going to be a problem. The blue chippers don't mind if they just share some of the pot. It's the ones that are greedy. That's the NC2A. They're greedy. They're getting paid for doing what? I don't know. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Got Chad Foss with me from Cross Media Works, and we'll be right back after this break. Your internet flagship station for sports. America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Coastalcoastmixtapes.com. One of my favorite songs there. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters. Got my man with some rhythm. Chad Falls here with me in the studios. And, and Chad and I were just talking about something off the air. And, and I want to ask him this question on the air. It's, it's just his opinion because he doesn't know. And I don't know. I, I believe 
that Reggie Bush voluntarily turned in his Heisman Trophy. But my, my, my question is, if Reggie Bush did not turn his Heisman Trophy in voluntarily, what do you think the plans would have been for them to somehow acquire that trophy? I mean, what, what do you do? You get a warrant to go into his house to remove it? I mean, I mean, the one at the university, maybe it's a different story. Even that, I don't know. But, but again, it's one of those things where as... It becomes CSI. I, it, needs to, it needs to be CSI. We, maybe we need to bring CSI in here because that's a story in itself. How, do, do, is there a law that says you have to relinquish something? I mean, this is, these are rules. These aren't laws. And I, and I think there's a difference between rules and laws. I think consequences of breaking laws, uh, there could be uh, you know, a jail sentence. Uh, consequences of breaking a rule, I don't think there is – I don't think you could be arrested and locked up for breaking a rule because a rule normally is associated with a game or you know, a sport or an event or something like that. And so these were rules that were broken. So in your mind, Chad, do you really think that physically they, there's any way they could have gone in to remove that trophy if Reggie decided – I don't care what you say. I won this on the football field, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give it back. Yeah, good PR move on his part to give it back. Yeah, it, I guess it, but it probably would, was. But but again, let's just say. This. Suppose somebody just stands up and wants to fight, and they truly believe in what they've done and what they did. Okay, and and and, and let's say for some reason or another, you know. Now, all of a sudden, all the guys on the national championship team have to give their rings back, and a guy says, "Listen, I didn't do anything wrong." Because sometimes an action is almost an admission of guilt. Sure. So somebody says, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm not giving my damn ring back. What are they going to do? It was, can they go out and take the rings from the guys? Suppose they suppose even. OK, here's another thing. Suppose Reggie Bush. You put it up on eBay. No, I don't even want to go that far. <laughs> suppose he traded it to somebody else for something else in exchange. And like you said, it could have been eBay. I don't care. But suppose it's now in the possession of somebody else. Does that person actually take ownership? Because here's my problem. I'm having a problem with this whole thing about this whole NC2A thing. Is it, when do you actually relinquish ownership of it? Do you ever? Because if you do, you don't have a right to go back and take it back. Do you ever truly own anything that you get during your college days? Because it seems like there's always a string attached to it. Did you guys win any rings? Sure, no. we did. I, did I, you have I, to fill I, out I, a contract I, or anything? Well, you or? know what? Perhaps maybe. Something and, and in the I, fine I, I print? In the fine print, I didn't read it all. But it could have been that the ring that I gave my grandfather when he passed away that some damn body stole that I'm still looking for to this day, that perhaps maybe I really don't own that ring. It's property of the university or? Well, it seems to be property of the NC2A or whoever because, I, you know, it doesn't, but it's not the university because if it's the university, the university would never have, I don't think they would have rescinded it from Reggie. They would have said, you've got to give us that back because the only reason why they didn't give theirs back until they were told they were going to have to give it back. Yeah, I know they did. I know Pat Hayden, uh, the new athletic director there. And that's just gave re- it back. Well, well, when did they give the national trophy back? Because it was oh, that the, I don't know. See, because th- that's what we're that's what the question is now. They Reggie gave up his Heisman Trophy. Now, since they this national championship has been stripped, are they going to give that trophy back? And and I excuse me for those out there, I just didn't get a chance to see that yet because I think the news just came out like yesterday. But 
there are arrangements. Yeah, it'll be very interesting. I, uh, SC got a second Heisman Trophy that they kept in their Legends area where all of their other Heismans are displayed, OJs. That has to go back. He gave that back as soon as Reggie got in trouble. That's exactly right. And, and Reggie gave his back. Right. And, so and, I would imagine he's going to do the same thing if they have some sort of okay. BCS trophy. Okay, so, that, so the National Championship trophy has to go back, right? Okay, so what about the National Championship rings? And what about They'll never find me. Well, that's, that's, see, that's my <laughs> point. See, that's just, not, that's just not the right thing to do. You know, it's, it's just like, you know, I think the whole part of this whole thing with, with Jim Trestle is that, you know, he didn't make his boss aware, the AD aware, that he'd found out some information. But, but then there's some other stuff digging deeper down in here. You know, he did have some conversations. But... If that was the case, then perhaps maybe the guy should have been suspended and never been able to participate in those games, which meant they wouldn't have played also in the bowl game, which means they possibly wouldn't have beat Arkansas and they wouldn't have, you know, gotten a trophy. I mean, a trophy and a, and a ring for that game as well. So And a whole bunch of money. And a whole bunch, yeah. Well, I think it was at least $250,000, which is what they fined Trestle uh, when he, uh, you know, was fined by the university. So basically, the check, the incentive check that he got for winning that bowl game, he had to give that back. Hmm. But this is just amazing. I just want to know how far back can you go? And and if you go back that far, I mean, every, is there a statute of limitations to this stuff? Because if it is right now, uh, I think that was the BCS championship game of 2004. Four. Mm-hmm. Statute of limitations usually, what, seven years? <laughs> uh, could we have passed it? <laughs> Somebody needs to make that argument because it's, it's, just, it's just not right, you know. And so let's move on. I have a quick question for oh, you. Okay. Back to the uh, topic as we were going to break. Uh, you mentioned that Tom Brady and the second-year offensive lineman get the same. Same amount of Same money. amount. So in recruiting, is the Ohio State going to have more money since they have a bigger athletic department and a more successful athletic department than Baylor, for example, if they're going to be paying these players once they get into their university? See, is your per diem check going to be higher than mine if I go to Baylor instead of? Well, here can I use that as a recruiting? Here's here's how they do this. Angle. Just like you have conferences, and you have divisions based upon what division you play in, you can get a full scholarship. Division one, they give out full scholarship. Division three, they they, they give out partial, and they may not even give out any. Division two gives out partial. Division three may not give out any. So it's going it's going to be structured based upon a structure that's really already in place. So it's the, it's the money that's there. If the money's not there, then you don't get any, you know. And so it's like, okay, peewee football doesn't get money because there is no money there. Now, high school players, mm, you know they already, in basketball, they already got this thing about AAU and, and there's some kids that are, you know, so we don't want to touch that yet. But it may come. So it's like, it's like business, Chad. If you generate money, then, of course, yeah, let's do it. And, and the, or if you generate value, you know, in exchange. So in other words, if you bring tremendous amount of exposure to Nike, you know, maybe they can't give you a million dollars, but they can give you a million dollars worth of product, you know. Or maybe they, you know, they can, you know, build you a new gym or something of that nature. But there's ways of which there could be some compensation. And, oh, and they no just doubt. have to they have to consider that. So, yeah. So is, is that going to is it going to be different? Yeah, it'll be different at different levels. But college football is different than pros, and 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 then college. I just is wonder if it's school. a recruiting tech, you know, technique that. Uh, well, if you come into my school, I can give you four hundred bucks a month, and the next guy comes in. Well, if you come into my school, I can only give you two fifty. No, no. If, if, All if, division if, if, one. If it's, the, if it's the same school, 
it'll be the same amount of money. Like one guy can't get a different amount of money than another guy. But if it, but 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 if it's a division one as opposed to a division three, the money might be sure. different. Division one, I understand. they may get five hundred. Division three, but Michigan and Ohio State are going to go in same with the same thing. Yeah, exact same thing. You know, but and will it, Alabama it, and Ohio State go in with the same thing? Yeah, their division again. There, there's an opportunity there. Both of those are big powerhouse schools. They bring the same kind of revenue, same type of following. Uh, they should get the same kind. They could end up playing against each other for a national championship game. So yeah, that that I, I think there's uh, there's a system in place. You know, it's just a matter for them to figure that out. Because think about it. Uh, there are coaches right now. The coaches know if I win at big-time universities, I get paid more money. But I believe that Appalachian State that came in and beat Michigan, Michigan? I don't think that coach was getting paid oh, the same no amount way. of money. <laughs> you, you see? Not even close. But see, but if you win, there's a chance you can get to a bigger school and you can get the bigger money. And, and so, so they, they have a well, system they- in place. It's just a matter of it's finding, but it's the whole business deal. And, I, and, and so they're going to they're gonna have to get that thing figured out. So let, let's move on to something if we can. Sure. I want to move a little bit in the direction before the show is over with. There was one other thing I want to talk a little bit about, and that is the NFL. Um, this whole thing about this antitrust suit, of course, is going to happen. Okay. Well, it, it's there. But the, the owners are asking to have the antitrust suit dismissed and you know I, you know i think the whole thing about the antitrust suit being dismissed is that part of the reason why we were able to go into uh, a position players of suing them is because of the fact that because of who you are you're exempt from certain antitrust laws because the league structure is the way it is the minute that that structure is broken up, then you shouldn't have your antitrust exemption because you're only given it because, oh, if it's going to be structured like that, okay, we can give you antitrust exemption. But the, member, the minute that you locked your players out and, and they decertified as a union, they're not a union anymore, you know, and, and, and you don't have the benefit of having that cohesiveness as one unit, you know, not competing against, but you're all one unit, all that stuff doesn't exist anymore how can you have a judge that would even consider dismissing that antitrust suit when that's what it was all about? You know, it was all about is the the way they were operating their business. They're not operating their business like that anymore. So I can't go to work. They locked me out. I can't go to work. I can't earn. My wife's about to have a baby. You know, I got all these doctor bills. I don't have any insurance. You know, they was, they have my money. I can't go to work anyplace any, anywhere else uh, because another team who was a part of this league now who has a football team, guess what? They don't have a football team. And they won't come in. They won't negotiate my contract. You know, sometimes I think when, with the owners, uh, with the owners, I think what will happen is they get themselves in a position whereas they have, I think they have too much power. And I think they leverage that power so much. And sometimes they find themselves in a position whereas, yeah, we want the power and, and we want the exemption, but. Those guys over there, the, the small guys, uh, we're going to have to crush them, and we're going to need your help to help us crush them. So you might have to ignore a few things. But listen, I'm going to take that. No, I want to take that one last break. I'm going to take this last break. It'll be a short one. It'll be like 30 seconds or whatever, and we're going to come back and ask, you know, the man with the muscle, sometimes that's not always good because it reveals to people. It comes out. When you get all the information, it comes out that there's a muscle man in this, and uh, 
Popeye doesn't have his spinach anymore. <laughs> We're going to be right back after this break. Make it a quick one, and then we'll come back. Listen to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And, of course, I just want to finish. Chad, let me give you an example. You know, the NFL right now, the Arizona Cardinals need a quarterback. Okay, Tom Brady doesn't have a job. You're telling me that you're not in collusion with the rest of the football teams? Why don't you hire Tom Brady? Tom Brady does not have a job right now. He's a football player. You own a football team. And yet still you're not taking applications. You're not flying Tom Brady out to consider if you see, see, that's where all the collusion comes in at. You're not, you're not this league anymore. You know, the, the players are not, a, Tom's not a part of this union anymore. Tom will go work for anybody who will pay him his market value. And, and, and so this antitrust exemption that they have, it gives them a chance to, you know, to compete. And a lot of it has to do with television rights too. See, they negotiate, you know, they don't come out like the Giants don't come out here and find out they have a lot of uh, uh, New York fans out here. So they can't come out here into the same time slot in the same in this market and say, hey, you guys got a lot of retired people out here that are Giants fans. Why don't you broadcast our games out here instead of the Arizona Cardinals? See, they got all that television, all the all their, their advertising, all their business is kind of wrapped up into this 501C something. Okay, which gives them this antitrust exemption. They get to operate as a nonprofit and they get all of these perks when it comes to how their business structure works as opposed to anybody else. And so you're going to tell me that one of the best damn quarterbacks alive today is available and you got a football team and you're telling me you're not going to go ask him for, you know, hey, you want to come to work for me? And so that's when that's when the big guy has too much power and he just kind of gets his hand and he just mashes it down and, and to the point where he just smashes the small guy. And in this case, the small guy are the players. They, these guys want to go to work. They play football. They know they can't play football forever. It, unlike Plexico, who was locked away for two years. If he wasn't locked away, he wants to play football. He's back now. He wants to play football. Nobody's offered him a job. Well, we've tried to to start some other leagues, but uh, unfortunately, uh, there's only uh, one big man on campus. And, and well, and see, that's the thing about it. Yeah, you, you try to start these other leagues, but that's when you kind of realize there's a monopoly going on too. 
you know, you, you know there's a monopoly, you know there's some collusion going on. All those things just seem to surface when there's all these common factors. You know, it, it okay, it's a process of elimination. It's almost like medicine. You know how they practice. Well, no, nah, take this, take that. No, you don't have that. You don't have that. Oh, you might have this. We don't know, <laughs> you know. So in a process of elimination, you know there's got to be some collusion going on here, guys, you know. And because we're going on this road and all you guys are talking the same way, doing the same thing, but then you want to tell me it's not. So, you know, it's just a thing where it's got to end. It's got to stop. You know, they, they, they really need to, you know, this collective bargaining, you know, three-year deals, five-year deals. I mean, what the hell? Why do we find ourselves in the same position every five years? You know, football fans, tickets are escalating. You know, we're enjoying the TVs. The TVs, LED is beautiful, man. I'm, I'm thinking about getting me a new LED TV. Come on. I want to watch an LED. But anyway. Did, it, you, think it's, any, it's, did you think anything happened at that uh, surprise meeting in Chicago last week? Or was that just more PR stuff than Well, I, I, think, really it's, I think it's like this. I think it's when you got high-paid lawyers. I think they actually hang on every word. And, and I think they legally analyze every proposal that's put out there and so in, in in theory and in concept you and i might be saying the same thing but it would when you reduce it to paper and they look at it they're going to say well that says if and not you know maybe <laughs> you know and and so that's why they want to do it without the lawyers there and 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 that's just because ultimately we own football and, and and you're our labor force and we can't have games without our labor force so whatever we got to do you know, pretty soon. I've always said this. Not until the skin was going to be removed from the game, those who have skin in the game and it's removed from the game, which is the money, would they ever get serious. And what's about to happen right now is the skin in the game is about to be removed and the NFL is going to start losing some money. It's crunch time. So that, it's crunch time. So the NFL, it, that, see, when I play, we were a little smarter. We went on strike during the season. But the NFL got the upper hand because what they did is they locked them out. So this is when the players need the owners as opposed to just the opposite because we had them by the gonads. <laughs> <laughs> and we were squeezing hard. And we got a lot of what we wanted. That's why the guys got so much now. But real fast, we got some basketball going on, man. The Miami Heat, LeBron, James, D. Wade, Chris Bosh against Dirk and the boys over there. I mean, come on. Is this, is this good basketball? What The Heat won the first game. You know, and all of a sudden, everybody just thought, whoa, Dallas might as well just hang it up. Now, all of a sudden, Dallas wins game two, and it's like, oh, the Heat's in trouble. Now, the Heat come back and win game three, and now it's like, you know, you know that's one thing about football. Because it's a week, it's like one game is like ten games. In the series, again, because it's only one game a week, it starts to be like football, whereas you win one game, and all of a sudden, you're, you're the king of the hill again. But right now, they got home court advantage. They're up two to one. What do you think? You think, hey, Miami, can Miami make it happen, or is Dallas? Dallas is still in this thing. We know we're going to go what at least six games, right? I just like to see one of the teams score a hundred points. Oh, you when don't you like a good defense? Is it good defense, or these guys just can't shoot? Oh no, we know these oh, guys. My no, gosh. no, that's the thing Driving about me it. Nuts. It would be different if they Dirk were. Dirk can these, shoot. Th- we know all these guys. Dwayne Wade, Wade can, can shoot. shoot. Yeah, LeBron, LeBron can shoot. Is shooting for three quarters. Oh no, he's LeBron only got nine, what nine points in the Le- fourth quarter oh, in three LeBron, games. LeBron can shoot. Did you see him yell at that? That uh, reporter the other day. Well, Don't ask me about my offense, but I'm playing great defense. Well, well, here's the thing about it, and and people are again when you look at LeBron. This is I know you want to. I want Showtime. You want to. You want LeBron to be the greatest, you know, show on 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 the court. Okay, 
But at the same time, the man just wants to win a championship, and he just wants to do what it does. Let me win this first championship, Watch and then out. all those other things. You know, I'll take chances. I'll take risks. But right now, it's a team sport, and I'm going to be a team player, and I'm going to help my team win just to get me a one ring because I don't want to be the greatest player that never got a ring. I think Definitely. that's what, in the back of his mind, he doesn't want to be the greatest player that never won a championship. Yeah, I think uh, Dallas wins tonight. Even though they went, they lost by two points uh, the other night, and they only shot thirty-seven percent, I believe it was. So, I mean, they are right there if they can get another couple other guys besides Dirk to make some big shots. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to just speak from your perspective. You guys hope that it goes, you know, seven games, <laughs> you know, because that's good. That's good basketball. That well, means good for money. it's very, compa- back to the, it's very back competitive. To the- and I, there's nothing. Listen, when I'm watching sports. I hate blowouts. I want to see a very competitive game. I want to see fundamentally sound players, the greatest players that ever play. So I, I'm happy right now. I really am. 2-1, I'm okay. Now they, they, they can go up 3-1. I don't care from now. I mean, really, as long as they're good basketball games, the Heat can beat them 4-1, I'll be happy. But notice I said the Heat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all those people out there that are LeBron hating, stop it. Stop it. The man has a right to go. And look, look what happened. Look at the NFL players right now. They want to go and work where they want to work, and guess what? They even want to go work for the team that has hired them. This is what owners do to you when they have the power. They rule. Again, that he who has the gold makes the rules, and the rules are right now there's no football. LeBron, I'm happy for you, man. Just, you know, bring it home tonight. Win it tonight. And then I'll tell you what, Chad, we'll get together next week and we'll follow up on this thing and we'll see how it goes. Thanks very much. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. Again, I have my friend in the studio with me, Chad False, and I appreciate him coming in. Of course, he may come back with me next week and some other folks from maybe Cross Media Works may join us. But uh, if not, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.